Now we can go. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Real Horror Show Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the Stormy Skies. Hello, it's me. And it's important to know on this Valentine's Day that we're the only horror movie podcast that promotes abstinence only or <laughs> gay sex. Wait, like, would you say abstinence only or gay sex? Yes. Yes, any sex, any sex that, that is, does not result in a baby. Yeah, no babies. <laughs> so any sex where you can't get pregnant, excellent. Or if you're just going to be weird about sex, like Anastasia Steele? Yeah, is that her name? her name? Yes, it is. <laughs> that, then the don't one. have sex because you're just going to be weird about it. <laughs> no, no way. We don't have sex at all because we're ghosts, first of all. So... Is there, like, a word for that? Having sex with a ghost? Oh, there probably is. I don't know it. I haven't been on Tumblr in, like, five years. I feel like you really forget this. It's really important to remember saying we're ghosts. And if you start to forget your identity, then it's honestly just going to be downhill from there. So we just need to reinforce the fact that our reality is this. We're ghosts. Okay, moving on. We died in just the most horrific train accident you could imagine. Oh, wait, no, not a train accident. A uh, private jet accident. Yeah, yeah, private jet accident. That sounds about right. Man, I wish I can remember my past life. All I remember is that we had to finish what someone started, and it was this podcast, and we have to finish watching all the Netflix movies. So, unfortunately, the Netflix yeah. movies are always new and different so i don't think we'll ever be able to finish all of them so i'm really not sure if this is actually going to result in us going to heaven or not so hmm. i guess i guess we'll find out it'll result in us getting in heaven or not being friends anymore one of those <laughs> yeah one of those how will we know we're in heaven <laughs> i don't know um anyway but so uh anyway yeah, I know uh, the movie's not what we ex- what you guys were expecting after the mini show, but after the mini show, Jesus rang me up and was like, "Oh shit, I've I fucked up. I didn't look at the calendar. I forgot that a Valentine's Day was coming up, and you guys had already planned on doing Fifty Shades of Grey." My B. And he, and I'm surprised that he would forget because he made the calendar. So you know, he's the one that put Valentine's Day on that day so i'm just kind of thinking that he's just getting a little behind in his work yeah so before we get into the movie yeah apparently valentine's day mm-hmm. yes the reason it, it exists is actually pretty horrific okay um so okay. i read a, a history.com article after i heard a joke about it just okay. to confirm if it was real but I guess uh, during Roman times, uh, St. Valentine was secretly marrying people because for some reason or another, marriage or whatever was outlawed. So he was marrying people in secret. And when he got caught, he was like dragged through the city and then beheaded in the public square. <laughs> and that's why we celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, so it's actually, it should actually be a day of like mourning St. Valentine because he died shit yeah so all to to all the single ladies who protest the holiday by like wearing black or some shit to pretend you're okay being single uh <laughs> sorry i don't mean to be shady we all I've know had too much not. caffeine 
I, I don't know where <laughs> you have a you can wear black and it has a real purpose so anyway all this romance talk really ties into the movie we're talking about today yes yes it does oh yeah it's really getting us in the mood so Fifty Shades of Grey, spelled G-R-E-Y, is a 2015 American erotic romantic drama film directed by Sam Taylor Johnson with a screenplay by Kelly Marcel. The film is based on E.L. James' 2011 novel of the same name and stars Dakota, Dakota Johnson as Anastasia Steele, a college graduate who begins a sadomasochist relationship with a young business magnate, Christian Grey, played by Jamie Dornan. The film premiered at the 65th Berlin International Film Festival on February 11th, 2015, and was released on February 13th, 2015 Mm -hmm. by Universal Pictures and Focus Features. Despite receiving generally negative reviews, it was an immediate box office success, breaking numerous box office records and earning over $570 million worldwide. The film was the most awarded at the 36th Golden Raspberry Awards, winning five of six nominations, including Worst Picture (laughs) and both leading roles. In contrast, Ellie Goulding's single, Love Me Like You Do, was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Original Song. (laughs) It was the first... He's fucking serious. (laughs) It is the first film in the Fifty Shades film trilogy and was followed by two sequels, Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Free, released in 2017 and 2018, respectively. And let's get this out of the way because I'm tired of arguing with no one about it. (laughs) This is a fucking Twilight fan fiction. It's not up for debate. Everybody fucking knows it's a goddamn Twilight fan fiction. I still get triggered thinking about how we were in our copyright class discussing fan fiction and it's legality, and I mentioned for discussion, hey, Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fan fiction, and what's Maggie or Maddie? I don't know. She was like, oh, well, I didn't get Twilight when I was reading. I'm like, yeah, because it's an AU fan fiction. I'm not making this up. Up until, like, recent... (coughs) Up until recent editions of the novel it said in the like copyright section that the book was originally published as master of the universe under the pseudonym whatever her name was it was like dragon fire whatever <laughs> right because even if i didn't know that this was a twilight fan fiction which it is um watching it if you have even watched twilight just one time and like honestly i would have rather been watching fucking twilight because it's more entertaining but whenever you watch this it's literally they it's like the same i wrote in one of my notes here same script as twilight lol because Mm -hmm. in the first hour of the movie they're literally trying to make Anastasia like clumsy Bella who's like not hot but smart and likes books but like she actually is super hot in real life so and she's a 4.0 so people need to understand that you can you can like be smart and pretty at the same time like wow like amazing like wow can you really so they're trying to make Christian as like this guy who's like I can't stay away from you you know what you do to me but you can't be with me 
let me catch you because you tripped. You fell into my office, like all this shit. And he's all awkward and stuff. And I'm like, that's clearly what Edward was like. But then Edward develops like a personality later. But Christian just like has no personality. I don't think. I didn't really catch it. <laughs> Anastasia has a best guy friend named Jose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the best friend who is like um, not white. Yeah. <clears throat> but Jacob would never hurt Bella. Yeah. But the dude tried to, like, kiss her, and she said no. So that's a big no-no. And then also, yeah, like... Yeah, when you're the guy best friend, you're not supposed to kiss. No, you can't. And, uh... Although they, like, do this weird, like, kiss-on-the-cheek thing. Uh... Which is okay, I guess. I mean, whatever. But, uh... <laughs> also, she's, like, surrounded by these hot dudes at, like, work and stuff like that. And, um... <laughs> Bella's kind of surrounded by, like... Her, her new group of friends who are like the attractive popular kids in school so it's just all of these things um, and then she has like a mom who lives in a different state with a new boyfriend it's it's the same it's literally the same fucking thing the only difference is they say the fart in this movie and there's like nudity and sex um, it, there's small differences but it's the same it's it's the same <laughs> That'll it's be the fucking same thing. That's like the introduction to what we'll just we'll begin talking about little things. Uh, what would you like to discuss first? And I, I see that you have some notes down here about another film. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. But on the Wikipedia article that I always just copy and paste the uh, introduction for the movie from, yeah. uh, we all know that I just half-ass that. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Lawsuit. So what, where is where yeah. are the yeah <laughs> you should have so, it pasted it to the document it's okay yeah i should have but i wanted i wanted it to be a surprise because it was a surprise to me okay so i'm ready because the book was so fucking popular which we need to talk about the fucking book and i want to know if you had the same traumatizing experience as i had okay um yeah. Like, everybody wanted to make this into a movie, even though I've never read the book, but from what I understand, it's much more graphic than the movie is, because if you want a wide-release movie, you can't get an N17 rating, so it has to be R-rated. But that's not the interesting thing. Um, American Psycho writer Brett Eston Ellis, Ellis publicly expressed his... Easton Ellis publicly expressed his desire to write the screenplay for Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, shit. Wow. That would not Like, I don't know fears. if that... <laughs> I, I don't know if that would have made the movie better, but... Probably. Oh, probably. I don't know. He's excellent. Um, I didn't know he said that. I mean, when the source material is shit... Wow. Yeah, it'd be better than the fucking Twilight script. Jesus Christ. That script is bad enough. Yeah, I'd rather have an actual writer write the fucking thing. <laughs> like, shit. Because that's one thing I, like, thought when I first saw Christian as, like, the businessman. I was like, wow, is he, like, trying to be, like, um, Patrick Bateman? Uh, because, like, that's what they were going for with the business magnate thing where he owns the building and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, that's, that's all. Damn. Love Brady Snell. This is my favorite writer. What a fucking maniac that guy is. And, uh, 
So not the only surprise. We'll get into all the. We'll we'll get into all the. Uh, this isn't BDSM. It's fucking abuse in a minute. For me, the most horrifying thing about this book was every middle-aged woman was reading it in public. And once I found out what it was about, I was just like, do you have no shame? <laughs> like, if your son just sat down on the subway and opened up a Playboy, I'm pretty sure you would be horrified. So why do you get to read your fucking smut on the subway? No, and it's str- it's straight up smut. And you said you didn't read it. No, right. back in high school, my friends and I wanted to start a smutty book club, but we never did it. And Fifty Shades of Grey was going to be the first book. Yeah. And, it, and that's um, not even the most horrifying part. I remember very clearly, I don't know what the original topic was. It was maybe Valentine's Day or something. But one of my aunts posted about Valentine's Day. And then another aunt commented asking if she had read Fifty Shades of Grey yet. And oh no. said... Maybe you and Robert would get some ideas, winky face. And I'm like, oh, no, no, fucking stop. That's not right. That's not okay. <laughs> like, middle-aged women are the horniest people on earth. Change my mind. Right. But they should probably limit themselves with the social media. <laughs> I mean, don't we just use Facebook to keep in touch with our families? Like, keep that shit on the DL, okay? We don't need to think about that. We just don't want to think about it. And when you bring it up, we're thinking about it and it doesn't go away. So just leave it, leave it alone. Some of us are trying to get into heaven over here. Yes. Um, I read it up to like chapter 13 or whatever. But after a while, I stopped, not because the content made me uncomfortable, but because the writing was so poor that my brain couldn't like get the information in there you know in a way that was enjoyable for the reader so it was just honestly very very bad so you're not missing much um the book from the parts that i had read were a little bit more i guess they were more graphic um because more sex stuff happens um like she does more stuff to christian in the book uh that's pretty much it. Everything that happens in the movie pretty much happened in the parts that I read. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever you think of something graphic, I honestly thought that this was going to be much, much more like graphic uh, content. But it's actually pretty uh, vanilla, if you ask it, me. It's it's pretty basic. Tame. It's basic R-rated sex. Just a lot more of it. Yeah, it's it's basic. There is a lot more of it, but there's. I mean, they do have sex a lot, but I mean, I feel like in other movies that I've seen, there's been rougher sex that I've like been surprised with, you know, that I like wasn't like thinking that that was going to happen in like other movies. But then this one, the stuff is kind of set up where you can prepare yourself. And then whenever you think like shit's going to get real because they go to the playroom, I mean, like he just like spanks her butt, you know, with his hand. Uh she wears like a fucking thing over her eyes i don't know it's just (laughs) it's just the basic shit it's not stuff that would really like surprise people like oh wow that's what those people do it's stuff that everybody knows about and probably have tried once or twice Mm -hmm. so it's nothing spectacular or special yeah so 
sorry to shit on everyone's uh, very erotic idea of what this is. It's just, it's just the basic. It's kind of a plateau. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's still not a healthy representation of BDSM culture. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's like a different like topic altogether. I'm j- I just thought it was going to be something different and it was like way too it was almost like they were taking that idea and they were romanticizing it. Um mm-hmm. and I made a lot of notes on that because one it's not like very romantic and two adding pop songs to the love scenes just makes me cringe actually because it's not Right. Those aren't romantic moments. It's it's a completely different mentality, but viewers are getting this mentality that it's like romantic and lovey-dovey and like this and that, it, you know, sexy, but it's it's not that at all. It's something altogether that's different. Yeah. So now we, we can segue into the unhealthiness of it, if you would yeah. like. Like the romantic aspect of BDSM isn't the punishment itself it comes in during the aftercare which to my knowledge the 50 shades series never gets into aftercare which is the most important part of a healthy consensual bdsm relationship right yeah um that's true and like there there are also like so many other things like I'm not too apt about the realities of like healthy BDSM relationships, but I do know that um, you're right about the aftercare thing. And then like what what else, though? Like what other uh, things you happen? You have like, to you have to agree to like the extent of it. You have to have safety words in place and respect those safe words unlike mcmamie manor mcmammy mc <laughs> mc bunny <laughs> that's the safe word but you can't you can use it if you want but it just won't do anything oops yeah it's that's like okay and like even even subs are into it unlike anastasia anastasia never really gets into it she just does it to make christian happy and that's not part of it like the subs to an extent do enjoy being spanked tied up uh what uh what's it called the uh spanky thing i i don't whip whip no the flog the flog thank you (laughs) listen we don't call it that anymore because it's not the fucking 17th century and we're not pirates okay we just call it a whip okay because it's the 21st century (laughs) <laughs> I was sorry, Sam. But what if your kink is role-playing pirates and you're the wench? Oh, that's true. <laughs> and you're like, aye, aye, captain. Uh, Which is the equivalent to saying, yes, sir. You know? I mean, there is... Anyway, yeah. I think there is one <laughs> scene where Anastasia seems kind of into it. She's purposefully being bratty in an intent to be punished by Christian, but it was one time in the movie, and for the rest of it, she's just not... She's not, uh... <laughs> she's just not into it, en- dude. Enthusiastically <laughs> into it, which <laughs> should be... <laughs> you should be sexually compatible with your partner. Like, whether you're both vanilla or both hella kinky, you both need to be on the same page. 
I mean, Christian has had 15 women, and so obviously he knows if his lady is into it or not. And because he didn't <laughs> notice Anas- that she and, wasn't into and, it. And he's Anastasia's first. Like, this is her first sexual experience. That sucks. I'm like, sorry, I know, girl. I just know, I know they had vanilla sex her first time, but still, you don't just go from vanilla to flogs in the span of 24 no. hours. You you need to like really gradually understand what you like, and that's the point of having a sexual relationship is because you both together are exploring what the other likes and what they don't like, and you know in terms of you too, and that's how your relation you connect, and that's how you bond. But if he's just like you do this, do that, herp derp derp, and she's like okay. I guess this is what I like, but it's all wrong. And now she's going to be fucked up for life. Um, if it was real life, she'd be fucked up for life. Like, honestly, um, because that's the kind of intimacy that you can't forget if it was wrong or if you felt wrong about it. Exactly. But I will say my favorite part of this movie isn't the movie. It's the fact that all of them came out at Valentine's Day with, you know, hopefully in mind that couples would go see it and then get turned on and go be kinky together. But in reality, every person I've heard from who saw it in theaters just said, yeah, it was mostly 40-year-old women and college girls in sweatpants with their hair tied up and no men in the audience. Men? I mean, like, yeah, that's who'd want to see that shit i mean like it i don't even know if i would be comfortable going to see a movie like this in a theater with other people around me no absolutely not Um, yeah because it's i mean it's not dirty but like it's it's on this like weird like tightrope of like being awkward as hell and also being like a bad movie like a stupid movie (laughs) so you're like very uncomfortable and it's like you're after you're done watching it you just feel dirty but not in the sexy way in the like i don't know that's so hard to explain what i feel right now listeners i just watched it i finished watching it five minutes before we hit record so (laughs) that's that for the first time say i'm like anastasia (laughs) wow but no no sex sex is bad stain so i pulled up an article from revelist titled 10 red flags christian bay christian gray would be an abusive partner (laughs) christian bale (laughs) would be an abusive partner irl by isabella zaden zadenberg zadenberg i'm sorry i I butcher if you listen I butcher everyone's name I'm sorry Um, so it's just a listicle Uh, one he stalked her shit yeah dude yeah okay Okay, I'll let you finish but I'll make Uh, he he took her back to his place after she was too drunk to drive too drunk to give consent I always forget about that when he when she goes back to his place for the first time it's because she white girl drunk dialed him and he came and got her. Uh, he tried he changed to change her. Yeah. Your yeah. clothes. Oh, oh no. Uh, he, tr- <laughs> oh. he tried to, he tried to control her eating. 
Uh, Christian <laughs> isolated her. He isolated yeah. her. He was mm-hmm. a possessive creep, and he's extremely jealous. He also forbade wow. her to have any autonomy over bearing her body. This is something from the third movie. There's a scene... I've only seen the first one, but I hear about the scene all the time where they went to a nude beach and she wanted to take her top off and he wouldn't let her. And she's like, but everyone's fucking topless. (laughs) It's like, why are we at a nude beach, Christian, if I can't get naked? Exactly. Fuck. Um, Fuck. This is also from the uh, third movie is uh, Anastasia gets pregnant in the third book and movie. And Christian is angry about it. Well, and he also he, gives, he also gives her no space. <laughs> yeah, continue. Uh, that was the last one. Oh, okay. It just concludes with, he is far from romantic, so thank you, Isabella, for refreshing my memory of all the shitty things Christian done. I always forget about the stalking aspect. Yes, the stalking is huge because I made a couple like notes about it and I kind of forgot about that a little bit because when you're watching a movie, it's easy to forget about stalking when there's only two characters in the whole fucking movie. So Mm -hmm. they're in every scene. So you just think they're supposed to be there. And when it's uh, when they're trying to make it uh, seem romantic. (laughs) Yeah, that too, because once he shows up, cue the pop song that was on the radio. But um. Uh, with the stalking, uh, the one the one part that like shocked me a lot is when he went to see her when she left to go visit her mom. Mm-hmm. And yes, she, yes, she literally went there to like sh- fucking chill, and he like had to go. So like he couldn't just let her like be alone with like the person that birthed her, and he had to like fucking go. And then he's like, let's make plans. Let's do it. And he's like filling up her time. And if I were, were her mom, I'd be like pissed. I'd be like, dude, like, first of all, this is our one day together because I live in Savannah, Georgia, and you live on in like in Portland or some shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's so that's just, yeah, that's pretty much everything you said like stalking, giving her no space, being controlling, and being jealous of like who she's with. It's like, that's your parent, dude. Yeah. Also, remember how in Twilight, Bella and Edward went to go visit her mom? Just ah. just another Twilight parallel for this not-Twilight fanfiction. Yeah, but the thing about... Yeah, that is a Twilight parallel. But the thing that's different and makes Edward not a creep is because I feel like Bella, like, made him go. And then he, like, was like, okay, whatever. I'll just have to sit in the house <laughs> the whole time. And he didn't bug him. He, like, let them have the space. He wasn't like... Let's go to breakfast, Bella. Like, fuck your mom. So, you know, you've written a bad love interest when Edward Cullen is significantly better. He's so better. He's significantly better because he is just, I mean, he's he's played by Robert Pattinson. I wish that Christian was played by Robert Pattinson instead of this guy. That's another whole issue that we could talk about later. They don't have any chemistry. Like, beyond everything else in this movie, they don't have romantic chemistry, in my most humble of opinions. You are so freaking right. And I'm actually shocked at how much I enjoyed watching uh, uh, Dakota, whatever, um, Dakota Johnson's character. 
because she kind of like was pretty cute and had a cute personality and he she she was trying she really was trying with what she was given and i feel like he just like didn't care and so she just pretty much carried every scene as much as they could be carried um and he just he had no personality Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you know but he's like scottish irl i didn't know so i don't know if you know yeah he's scottish so he was suppressing an accent and that's why he sounded like a dumb version of Kylo Ren, um, but al- also like the monotonous like speaking didn't help, and his just awkward things that he would do it just didn't make sense. And I was like, is this guy a fucking psychopath, like a sociopath? Like I know he had like problems, but like he has no consistent way of acting, like actions, the way he would act with with Anastasia and it was just all around absolutely no fucking chemistry whatsoever not even when they were like doing the fucking have you seen Suspiria yet the new one yes you know what she's excellent she's a fucking star and she's got some balls to be in movies like these movies um I kind of hope Dakota Johnson did this for the same reason like Robert Pattinson and Kirsten Stewart did Twilight oh now they're just sure they're gonna be fucking rich and can do all the weird shit they want now and not have to worry about money and i look forward to seeing dakota johnson in other films because like she's not bad um this movie just was bad and it wasn't her fault she just was like sure if you're gonna give me 50 billion fucking dollars that's all good for me um and like she is confident in herself and she's in a horror movie which is cool I think I prefer her with that red hair, though, that she has in Suspiria. Um, that's another weird fucking movie. Um, hot take, Storm is not a fan of the Suspiria movies, but I watched them anyway to be a good sport. <laughs> I haven't seen either of them. I keep meaning to watch the new one. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if you'll love it or hate it, dude. It's like either one. Yeah, I get the vibe. It's one of those you love it or hate it movies. <laughs> I mean, you have to watch it uh, just once. Uh, just for just so you can understand the discussions of other people about it, um, what people talk about. But uh, mm-hmm. oh, the, the 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 first one, the original. I don't know what the fuck those people were doing when they made this movie. <laughs> uh, the second one is like three times as long as the first one, <laughs> and I don't know how it's so long. I feel like nothing really happens, but. Dakota Johnson is in it. A lot of big name, beautiful actresses are in it, and they're all ballerinas, and they do a lot more dancing as they're as they should because they're ballerinas yeah, in that's, dance school. That's one of the uh, positives I keep hearing about it is that they actually dance in a movie about a ballet school. Yeah, yeah they dance like once in the fucking original, and just imagine like <laughs> Italian ballerinas in like the seventies or whatever era that movie came out, and it was just no, no good. These girls are actually, they trained to dance and they have amazing, like, uh, weird, you know, ballet dances or whatever they do. It's pretty cool. Fun fact, listeners, Stormy's a trained dancer. She uh, studied at Abby Lee School of Dance in Pittsburgh. (laughs) That is not true. Do not put my name on her name. But I studied at a place that 
is also in Pittsburgh, but not the same place. You competed against Abby I, Lee. I did not compete against the woman Abby Lee. <laughs> no, you fucking did. <laughs> yeah. You competed we against her dancers. But they also were there, too. But my dancing days are gone. And the place that I danced at is no longer open Aww. anymore. I've, I've heard good. dance competitions. A lot of them aren't, like, real competitions anymore, but... I hear whenever no. Abby Lee's studio is at a competition, it's actually a fucking nightmare. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because they have to close off an entire wing of whatever building they're in and have security guards posted so fans can't come in and disrupt shooting or rehearsal and all that jazz. It makes all the sense. I was like, I wonder why they have to do that. And I forgot they were like, had yeah. a show. I was like, shit, they do, because I watched it. <laughs> so dumb but i'm just I, anyway. I still wonder i got back into like because all the shade because a lot of the backstage production stuff of that show was super shady and abusive towards the girls but I, i've always wondered why out of all the schools in america would they choose this random ass school from pittsburgh but i guess they are good no really good i mean i'm sure there's better ones out there for sure but like maybe it was this one because there is only one dance teacher? Maybe. I have no idea. That's a great question. I really don't know. I th it's actually pretty random now that I'm thinking more about it. Very random. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. On the topic of BDSM and consent, whenever you talk about Fifty Shades, you always also have to talk about secretary because they kind of go hand in hand. And while I know for sure secretary and not... Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fan fiction. I do wonder if E.L. James also ripped off Secretary while writing it. You think she even actually watched it? I I don't know. Like, so for those who've <laughs> never seen Secretary, here's a little synopsis from Google. Lee Holloway, a young woman with a history of severe emotional problems, is released into the care of her overbearing parents following a stay at a mental institution. She finds work as a secretary for a rigid and demanding attorney, E. Edward Gray, and starts dating the, Are you the kind of dull Peter. <laughs> the kind but dull Peter. However, Lee soon realizes she's turned on by Gray's stern demeanor and begins a sadomasochist relationship with him. That's why I'm wondering. Ah, oh, well, then she probably did. Like, since the first time I saw Secretary, I'm like, wow, that's a really big coincidence. And I've never found anything <laughs> concrete. I mean, I, I looked for five minutes on the toilet. I didn't really dig that deep. It's all good. But that's like a really big coincidence, right? Like, I'm not fucking crazy. Um, dude, yes. Because I only watched Secretary that one time back in Alexandria, which... Side note, this is the movie that did it yes. right, people. If you want to watch something sexy with fantastic BDSM and a beautiful relationship between two people who are dom and sub, this is yes. it. This is it. Anyway, uh, back to what I was saying before. Um, yeah, <laughs> she fucking ripped off his name. I didn't even remember yeah. what the hell his name was. All I know is that was the, the David Spader guy, or whatever yeah. the hell his name is, who's super hot not like this uh football player looking guy looks like he got hit in the head one too many times um so 
Recently in an interview, Maggie Gyllenhaal was talking about Secretary and talks about a specific scene where after being spanked, she wraps her pinky around James Spader's. And it apparently wasn't in the script and Maggie didn't realize why she kept doing this after every take and it clicked with her that that was her giving consent to what was happening. So she asked the director to make sure that visual was in the final scene because it was really important to show that this was a consensual relationship between them. And towards the end of the movie, when she realizes that he's who she wants to be with because, you know, Peter can't spank for crap and that's what she wants... (laughs) Um, she goes there, she goes there and he tells her to sit in his seat and not to move. And she's there for like a fucking week. Never moves. (laughs) She fucking pisses herself and stuff. Never moves. And then finally he comes back for her and he bathes her and takes care of her. So the movie also shows aftercare of him lovingly bathing her after... A grueling punishment test. But anyway, Secretary. And that's super cool. It may not be the perfect movie for BDSM. I'm not, we're not experts in it, but it's a much healthier representation of the lifestyle than Fifty Shades of Grey. And we can also see that, like, she, um, she is never confused as to what she wants because I feel like when she meets him and he like does, he does the thing. I think he like, it's when he spanks her for the first time. That's when it clicks with her as to what, as to her needs. Yeah. You know, with, and she starts, yeah, she starts purposefully making mistakes so that he'll spank her and punish her. Uh, Yeah. Um, and like we see in the movie, if you watch the movie that she, enjoys thinking about him and she really loves him but in the movie 50 shades anna like just needed to be in a relationship with someone before christian or needed to be with christian longer having like regular sex with him until she was ready to like take a next step um and then at the end she says that she's like falling in love with him but like that doesn't make any sense to me. So it's just, it's all fucked up in that in the movie. This movie, like I said, does it right. It may not be the perfect movie, but it's also like more steamy than Fifty Shades. Mm -hmm. Fifty Shades uses too much music to break up the sexiness and the music is too light. Does that make sense? Like that's what I thought when I was watching. No, it makes total sense. So in the past, like, week and a half, I went from not having seen Parasite to watching it three times and now owning it on Blu-ray. And (laughs) that movie is such a good example of perfect sound editing and how sound truly, truly makes or breaks a movie. The last time we watched it, we watched it with a group of friends and my one of my friends was about to complain that there was no soundtrack and then it hits you with, like, this great little... uh, synth music and he's like oh shit (laughs) nice and it's there's a lot of silence in that movie where there's no background music while characters are talking and then to add tension to a scene it'll add this little synth song to it i can't repeat it because i haven't memorized it but when you finally watch it because i gave you my digital code (laughs) yes i downloaded it the other day you'll understand what i'm talking about Yes, I plan to watch it, like, tomorrow with Luke. 
because he gets off work early. Nice. I hope you like it. Yeah, I think that I'll really like it if it if it, it just won Best Picture, dude. It won Best uh, International Film. They renamed the uh, foreign language film category to International Film. It nice. won Best Original Screenplay, and it was the first foreign language film to win Best Picture overall. Nice. So it is a history-making movie, and it's delightful. The name just sounds creepy. I like it. Yeah. And someday, if my play is ever made into a movie, I think he would be the perfect director, just because he gets... I don't want to say he's, like, the new Stanley Kubrick just based on one movie, but I feel like there's definitely a Hitchcock-Kubrick influence in Parasite with just how beautifully shot these films are he's he's his own person he's his own creative being but really makes me miss good directors like Kubrick who just mapped up mapped out every single shot yeah yeah that's that's there's more he's not the only (laughs) one he's not the only one but yeah visual masters are hard to come by these days Oh, absolutely. Absolutely right. Uh, Where were we with Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) I I made a note and I said, um, could could have done without the pop music. I feel like a 10-year-old because I don't want, yeah, I don't want those songs that kids listen to to be in the middle of a scene where he's going to whip Anna until she has an orgasm like that's that's all wrong gotta switch it up a little yeah, bit yeah the, the music else. really takes you out of <laughs> i'm not i'm at the point where i'm not a huge fan of in movie like soundtrack soundtracks unless it's fucking shrek which knew how to use its soundtrack well um, oh that is a because national I, treasure <laughs> because i feel like when a movie's bad, it's overcompensating for its badness by being like, but look, we got the rights to use um, So Crazy Right Now by Beyonce. Yeah, seriously. I think, didn't Beyonce do it for that movie, though? Uh, that she one's... did a remix, a, like, sexier, slower remix. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was kind of, that was the only one that, like, worked, mostly. Uh, yeah. Would you... Yeah. Oh, Danny Elfman did the like soundtrack for it, but when your soundtrack has more pop songs on it than actual like orchestra music, I don't think you did a very good job with your. Yeah, especially when the love scenes are the same length as the whole song, so you just put the whole song in. And it's like you're just listening to the song and the music video is is people having sex. <laughs> yeah. Although I will I'm, say yeah. a movie that yeah. did, besides Shrek, that did a good job of having like poppier songs instead of a soundtrack, but it mixed the two very well. Assassination Nation just felt like a gritty music video. And it, I, I really like that movie. I know it is a love it or hate it kind of movie. But I really love the soundtrack for that movie, and it's it is more poppy. It's got, I think, a lot of Sia songs on it, and I just love Sia. So, yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever seen Sucker Punch? 
I haven't seen Sucker Punch. It's, like, been on my list forever. When you watch that, that movie is, like, one long music video. However, um, the songs and enhance the mood so much that it, it's so – it's excellent. Um, so I can't wait for you to watch that. Uh, I really like that movie. That That's – I mean, it's it's problematic a little bit, but that's the first time I ever saw – Oscar Isaac and I thought he was super banging and everyone was like no he's weird and now everyone thinks he's super hot because he's in a popular movie so F all y'all definitely watch uh. it it's pretty cool and it's really neat and it's got a cool little plot and I think you'll really enjoy it it's a Zack Snyder film right uh yeah one of those guys but um because I'm like one of the only five yeah. people who like Zack Snyder I don't think he should have been in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe. I think that was a mistake, but... Uh, that is not where his talents lie. He needs to make more movies like Sucker Punch. <laughs> um, because it's just a bunch of badass girls. Um, it's really cool. But, yeah, watch it. It's it's getting old now. It came out a long time ago. Is there anything else to talk about with Fifty Shades of Grey? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's discuss two small points before we wrap up. One, okay. <laughs> three small points. Um, four. Okay, I'm sorry. So let's discuss the fact that in the first hour of the movie, I, I almost forgot that this movie was going to have any bad stuff in it because no one swore until Christian said the, the fuck word. And I was like, oh shit. And it like startled me because... No one said any, no one swore at all until like 45 minutes in and there was like no sensuality either. And so I was like kind of taken aback and that just kind of goes to show whoever wrote the screenplay, like also forgot it was supposed to be rated R until they were like halfway through the script and they're like, oh shit, I better put the fuck word in somewhere to remind people that this is a bad movie. So that was just, and then every time he said it, it came off so unnatural mm-hmm. that I wish he would have either a practice his lines more or be like, just didn't drop the accent, just let him be Scottish. You know, I don't know what else to do about that kind of situation. The sex scenes only took up 14 minutes of this movie. And that's what surprised me is I thought it was going to be like half the fucking movie is going to be like naked sex. And because this one time, I was misled because I saw this one article where they like, it was like a listicle where they just tallied up the amount of times you like saw Christian's butt, Anastasia's butt, Christian's like front, like junk, which you do, which really shocked me. And then you see Anastasia's naked boobies all the time. And it just like tallied up the amount of time you see those. And it was like a bunch of tallies. And I was like, shit, they must have sex like a dozen times. And it's just not like that. They have sex like four times. That's it. Yeah. So if you're expecting more, it it's not like that. So don't let people mislead you with those kinds of articles. So according to IMDb trivia, uh, Angelina Jolie was offered the chance to direct, but she declined. Yeah, she was like, I'm not going to have my name on this. Which I feel like Angelina Jolie would probably know more about BDSM than uh, 
E.L. James and whoever ended up directing it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Angelina Jolie did uh, direct this, it would have, like, turned into some great art film with, like, an amazing plot. But she would have had to scrap all originality from what it's based on. And I feel like there's some kind of agreement between the author and like the movie and she's probably getting like a huge cut of whatever the movie is making you know what i mean it's like that kind of situation obvi so i don't know um two more things one why was christian like always wearing jeans when like anastasia was naked weird to let you know he's a badass i I mean it was weird because it was jeans it just seemed wrong it should have been maybe something else like a robe i don't know some shorts the jeans were just like too small it just looked like they forgot to say hey take your take your pants off dude but they forgot to say that and he just (laughs) did the scene with this costume still you know what i mean one of those it just was out of place um <clears throat> finally we have to discuss the slow <laughs> the one fast montage and the one slow motion montage. Um in the beginning there's a very fast montage of clouds. Um and I don't know if it's trying to tell you that time is passing or that they live in Seattle uh because it rains all the time. So I think that was kind of weird and awkward and unnecessary and they should have just kept with the the like view of the city uh and the slow motion montage when i say slow motion montage do you know what scene i speak of i can't remember i met sam when did you did you watch this this week yeah, I oh, you didn't did you no no i watched it a couple years ago um, there's a slow motion montage of Anastasia being whipped with the little whippy thing with a bunch of things on the end. Like, there's like 20 things on the end, so they're really thin. They're like, you're like, yes. yeah, and they're actually pretty soft. Um, and then it was just, <laughs> it was a song, and it was like, the song was at pace with the scene, and then they slowed the scene down and then turned it into a montage of vignettes of our game. <laughs> And I was like, what is happening? And then it was over. And then the other montage that happens is the breakup montage at the end where it's Anastasia being sad. And there's scenes in the beginning of the movie where they were happy, like playing across the screen. So it's trying to tell the audience that that's that's what she's thinking of right now. It's telling me so I don't have to think myself with my brain. It's letting me know what to do. Yeah, I remember the breakup montage. (laughs) I I like I like when movies flash back to scenes that happen an hour earlier, so you yeah. don't have to... Because if she was just sad, I would be like, well, why is she sad? She's in a coffee shop. Yeah, I'm glad it reminded me so I didn't have to think back and be like, what What specific moment is she thinking of right now? I wish I knew. I wish there was a way for them to show that to me on the big screen with my eyes. Uh, and they did do that, so thanks guys i didn't have to think too 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 much i took a lot of notes because at times i just uh had to laugh at you know the screenplay the people you know acting together how they delivered their lines also 
Um, let's see. Whenever he goes to the the store that she works at to buy stuff, why does he buy stuff that he already has? Because he's stalking her and needs an excuse to talk to her. Ah, that's true. Yeah, I was like, why is he? He probably already has all that. Um, <clears throat> that's uh, that's pretty much it. Everything else is just doesn't really matter. <laughs> we, we pretty much discussed everything on this list. So I will just get rid of that paper there. Crash. All right. Cool. Be bad. Read those end notes. Baby. Yes, I have the end notes here. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm prepared now because I was prepared at the beginning. All right, so I'm glad we had this excellent conversation. And if there is nothing more to discuss, I will begin the end notes right now because I don't even know how long we've been talking. <laughs> we have been talking for 54 minutes. 54 minutes. Excellent. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Um, so. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, today we learned that Fifty Shades of Grey is the epitome of an unhealthy BDSM relationship. Um, so don't take it at face value because it's simply written by someone who is uneducated about the realities of those kinds of relationships. Okay. Um... Like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at horrorshow underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet submissions are open for movie reviews check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything if it's not done according to the rubric it will be disregarded sorry not sorry we post written reviews sometimes, but we have a ton of awesome ones that are on our website, so definitely check them out. They're so fun to read, and they'll keep you occupied until our next podcast episode comes out. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible, will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit gets, goes a long way. Um, submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Any other pertinent news, Sam? Nothing I can announce yet. Nothing we can announce yet, but if you're listening, it might be Valentine's Day or after or just before. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, and our outro song is... Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Oh, my God, no. You should be mourning St. Valentine because he got beheaded and dragged through the streets. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. And thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. Oh, and don't propose to anyone in Olive Garden. 
Oh my god, I saw that too! <laughs> like, it's fine if you want to eat dinner there. Just go somewhere else for the proposal. Ah, uh, dude. Unless it's a very special place between the two of you and you, like, met there and you go there for your anniversaries and it's already, like, very special. That's the only time it's okay. Any other time, it's not okay. It's not. So, don't do it. Don't do the thing. Don't- also, don't propose at, like, someone else's wedding. That's kind of awkward. Could be like that. Yeah. Yeah, don't steal my spotlight, you fucking horse. Oh, anyway, on I that know. note... <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. All right, good night.